people will always tell you know people will tell you that you know you should follow your passion follow your passion for me it's supposed to be you should follow a problem that you're passionate about solving you know what i mean it's following it's it's really uh, mark cuban said it so well it's following your effort Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of The Design Live Show. In this episode, I sat down with Kia Alvarez Abrera. Kia started as an advertising copywriter and marketing officer before moving her way up to become a widely experienced accounts and production manager. Having handled conferences, concerts, campaigns, award shows in her 10 years in the advertising industry. She holds a bachelor's degree in film from the University of the Philippines Diliman and was a trainee of the Philippine Madrigal Singers. She is the co-founder and chief executive officer of Graveworks Incorporated. It's a creative agency that specializes in video production, motion design, and communication strategy that uses transformative storytelling. She is also a brand new author or co-writer of WTF, Unlock Your Creativity by Asking the Right Questions with Francis Miranda, as well as a speaker and trainer who focuses on design thinking, social marketing, and shameless creativity. In this episode, we talk about her design life story from ground up, why storytelling is so powerful, and how you can apply it for your own brand and business. The big climate change that we are experiencing in the advertising industry, and why going digital is the best way to capture your target niche, why content is still king until today, and the enormous potential of creative industry and how you can take advantage of it, and the power of being brave about your creativity, and how unleashing creativity can actually create impact, and a lot more. So this is a really great episode with Kia, and I'm, I really uh, learned a ton from Kia, so I'm super excited to share with you all, and hopefully you'll enjoy this as much as I do. And before we dive into this episode, please subscribe on any of your favorite podcasting app, including Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, or wherever you are listening to the podcast, uh, make sure you bookmark it, or make sure you subscribe it, and leave a review, and honest feedback about it, and in, in that way, you are helping me to reach more people, alright? So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jake Rice, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to the another episode of the Design Live Show. And I'm super stoked uh, tonight. Actually, we're recording it uh, tonight at 8 p.m. And I'm super stoked to have Kia Abrera on the show. And Kia, how are you? Thank you so much for dropping by on the podcast. How are Great, you? thanks yeah. for having me. Well, I know our we're it's been a challenging uh, last three months, but Mm-hmm. We've been uh we've been we've been great. We've been doing good. Yeah. That's good to hear. And, and uh, mm-hmm. I really appreciate it, even though you have busy schedules. I know you're 
uh, you have uh, a lot of things going on on the background, right? So just to give context in these episodes, before we dig dive on your creative journey, your stories, especially your design life stories for our listeners, can you give uh, a little bit about your uh, background and what are you doing right now? Well, right now, uh, personally, I'm a new mom. Uh, I just gave birth last November. So that uh, that's uh, that's a major thing that's been going on. But um, uh, career-wise, professional-wise, I uh, I actually have a background in film. I graduated film from the University of the Philippines in Diliman in 2010, and from there I went through different um, marketing and advertising jobs. Before in 2014, uh, I finally mm-hmm. let go of the employment situation and. And went to found uh, uh, our own creative agency with my then boyfriend and now husband and business partner, um, Mel. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what's been going on. Um, uh, the business that we have, we've had it for about five years. We're actually celebrating our fifth year anniversary now. And we have just transitioned from, from being a, a, a studio, a partnership studio to, an, to a corporation. So now... Um, we're wow. trying to mm-hmm. get our, our, our traction, not just here in the Philippines, but we've had uh, affiliates and partnerships in, in Japan and in, in the U.S. So um, that's a, those are big milestones for us. So it's been challenging. But yeah, the, that's basically my background. Yep. Wow. Wow. That's really cool. And uh, congrats, by the way, for, uh, for, the, so much. for the new baby. Right? So yeah, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually a husband as well. So I'm a, um, mm-hmm. a devoted husband and I have an 11 month old daughter. So, oh, that's yeah. so nice. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, my back is starting to ache now so because <laughs> she's practicing to walk. And to run, you know? Oh my gosh, we're gonna get there soon. For sure, for sure. So I, I'll give you yeah. a head up. I had, I had. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Kia. With all of this going on right now, mm-hmm. what's the you know what's the uh, before before you achieve you know this uh, this status to have your own business to have your mm-hmm. own creative or you know, advertising studio. What what are the what are the things that you are doing before as a kid growing up as a Filipina you know uh, 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 growing up in a developing developing country like Philippines? Oh, Can you give us a little bit your story about that. Well, my childhood was pretty great. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I the world was my oyster <laughs> when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, my first language was actually Hiligaynon. Because uh, I, act- I, I was born here in Quezon City, but I spent most of my childhood in Negros Occidental. What's Hiligaynon? So, Hiligaynon to, is uh, the official, official language of um, Negros Occidental and Iloilo. Gotcha. Ilo. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my first language. Okay. So it was Hiligaynon and English before uh, I, I, I started to speak in Tagalog. But um, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I spent most of my childhood in Negros Occidental and even then I was like a diva. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I loved I loved performing. I loved singing when I was five years old. I think that was my first singing competition. I didn't win, of course, <laughs> but 
um, mm-hmm. I, I knew that I was I was gravitating towards the creative arts. Uh, it wasn't just in the realm of performing, but I really loved creating stuff. So um, um, apart from that, uh, I I really excelled in school. Um, I loved learning. I loved going to school. People think people think that I was a nerd for being like that, but I just loved learning. I fell in love with learning, and I fell in love with creating things. And the, my first love was actually writing. So um, I loved mm. creating poems. I loved, um, I, I just, I, I was, um, I, had a re- I had a real passion for reading and looking at other people's work and how they, they you know, they took, um, they took words and formed them into poetry and how everything was structured together and made something beautiful. So that was that was really that was really really fascinating to me. And then I fell in love with music. I fell in love yeah. with songs. I fell in love with singing, and just really performing. So everything that had to do with the arts, I really loved. Um, that's why when I was in high school, um, my mom would complain because I was. I, I, it's not that I was barely home, but I would always go home late because I had a lot of extracurricular activities at school. <laughs> I wanted to do it all. <laughs> I just wanted to do everything. Like, uh, uh, but uh, my mom was worried or my parents were worried that, you know, I would be like a, a jack of all trades, master of none. I couldn't focus <laughs> on just one thing because I wanted to create so many things. <laughs> so then um, when I got to college, uh, I, I was torn between taking a music course and taking uh, mass communications. So um, I decided to go for film uh, from the univers- uh, at the University of the Philippines. So I went to film because it catered to a lot of my interests. So I mean, I, I mentioned that I really wanted to do it all. Gotcha. So uh-huh. I went into film because it catered to music, catered to script writing, it, cre- it catered to... Um, just the visuals and performing and everything, so it really touched on all of my all of my um, all of my passions for creating. So I learned a lot. I learned a lot, but at the same time, I couldn't let go of music. So I auditioned for choirs. I first auditioned for the University of the Philippines Singing Ambassadors, which I became a trainee for six months. And then I realized that it was really really hard to juggle that uh, with you know, with my film uh, course. So um, I let that go for a little while. And then in 2009, I was in, uh, I think I was in third year of college when I decided to audition for the Philippine Madrigal Singers. So that's when, um, that's, that opened my eyes to an entirely new world where, you know, people, I, I met people who were, creating songs and we're arranging songs from uh-huh. different languages and different perspectives. And when, whenever we rehearse in the medical singers, um, our conductor would always give us the background of a piece before we started singing it. So we could really internalize what we were singing. And that opened my, my ears even more to how, you know, how, how, how big the world really is when it comes to creative work. And then mm-hmm. um, from there, um, part of my training, I was sent to uh, to Europe with a different choir, and I we, we we competed in Europe, and I also got a chance to to uh, learn music in Germany. 
So I was with uh, different choirs from all over the world, and that's where I got, I got exposed to different cultures. And, and really, it was a big milestone in my creative journey, how people, um, how people were affected and how people were impacted by creative works. You know, it's not just music, 100%. but in terms mm -hmm. of art, yeah, in, in terms of art, in terms of, yeah, even advertising and movies and film and books and literature and literally everything that you could create, it could, you know, it, it, it could impact lives in such a big way. And that opened my eyes. And then from there, you know, I, um, I went from being a marketing officer to being in advertising which was my dream job i wanted to be a copywriter for advertising and i got that and then um after my europe trip uh i went to uh, a different advertising company so that's when i became a project manager an account manager and then um from there i learned like the ropes of business of um you know, how to handle people, take care of clients and things like that before finally um, I, I found my true calling in, in, in becoming a creative entrepreneur. Yeah. So that's mm -hmm. sort of how it, it led to being here to where we are now. And the rest is history, right? So the rest is history, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I see that, uh, you know, the background from film to uh, copywriting, uh, is, mm -hmm. is, uh, does this correlate on on storytelling as well because you've mentioned uh, offline that uh, you're really fascinated about creativity and storytelling C can you share a little insights about that huh? yes how 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 this correlates this uh, this journey you've been through for for anyone who are listening well for 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 anyone who's listening uh -huh. um, i believe in in the power of of storytelling Right. So um, when I was uh, when I was um, a copywriter for advertising, um, it's always about, you know, we're, we, when we when we write for a certain campaign for a certain brand, it's not just mm -hmm. about, you know, creating something catchy or creating something that's going to um, that, you, that you feel is going to uh, to attract the attention of people. Right. Or when you're creating something witty or something like that. Mm -hmm. But in for me in copywriting, it's always about telling the story or a piece of a story of of a brand or uh, that that's why in a brand they call it the brand story yeah. because um, I believe that people always gravitate towards the simple, the concise, the creative. Um, so uh, for me, the, the simple, obvious, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you when you tell a story instead of you know telling them, hey, uh, buy this. Mm -hmm. Why do I buy that, right? It's not just because this this certain thing is going to make my life easier, but it, it's it's because I resonate with the story of this thing. Um, it's uh, it's something like um, what Simon Sinek was always saying to to people about um, starting with why, because the why is the powerful story behind everything. When he, he, he took mm -hmm. the he took the example of Apple versus Dell. And he says, um, you know, Dell, Dell is going to tell you um, we sell great computers. And then, right, like, like um, great, then what? You sell great computers. But Apple, they always start with, uh, we believe in challenging the status quo. So this is our story. This is what we believe in. So people now tend to gravitate towards a brand that they, they resonate with. It's not just 
you know, I mean, Apple and Dell, they both yeah. sell great computers, but Apple has a crazy uh, fan base. They're becoming raving fans. It's, it's, they're becoming loyal to a brand. I it's feel that's they they a cult story. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, um, every time I go to talks or seminars, I mean, Apple and Google and Facebook, it's always up there with all of these success stories. It's because they resonate with people. 100%. They, they know what people want. They, they, um, they know, um, like, they have an intimate relationship. Like, I think that's what a brand is, right? It's like having an intimate relationship with your customers and knowing the stories of these customers and telling their own story. So it's, it's, it somehow relates. So when, I, when we do uh, copywriting and when we do films, when we do videos, it always has to circle back to how it resonates with the target audience. So for me, that's advertising. I, I remember um, I was watching this film with Will Smith. Um, it's called A Collateral Beauty. And mm -hmm. he said, um, he was in the movie, he's an advertising executive. And he said that, um, you know, when we're in advertising, we're, uh, well, this is not in verbatim, but he said, in the advertising industry, our job is to, um, to shine a light to these products and services and tell people how these how this is going to affect their lives and how this is going to change their lives. So for me, that's a story. That's uh, that's every every single thing has a story. Hundred so, percent. Yeah. Yeah. It all started yeah. with why, right? So and yes, yes exactly. I, yeah, I really feel that uh, advertising is really an uh, an untouchable uh, industry yeah. because yeah. of uh, how creative it is, how you can create uh, you know massive impact to anyone who might be you know relate to your story or product yeah. you are you are selling yes yes exactly yeah. that's Kia, exactly right yeah. with with all this uh you know with all these things that you've mentioned uh, do, uh what do you think about the advertising uh status right now has it changed or or not do, do you have any insights about that well the biggest insight that I could give about the advertising industry now is that everybody's going digital. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it's not just about uh, the platforms, the digital platforms, but it's also about, um, you know, people want things fast. They want things simple. They want transactions mm -hmm. easy. They want everything, you know, at the tip of their fingers. So I think that's what's, that's what's creating like, uh, a, a big climate change, so to speak, in, in the advertising industry. So, um, you know, there's a lot of buzz, there's a lot of noise. So when you're doing advertising these days, it's, you really, really have to do something that stands out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, uh, the climate in advertising, I mean, before, it's a, it's a huge thing when you have something out of home, when you're looking at billboards and things like that. Now you can do a lot of things in digital. You can do a lot with social media. You can do a lot with, uh, with you know, there, there's a lot of free advertising in social media. But the, the, the challenge also with social media is that there's also a lot of other noises in social media. So now people, you know, there's, a, there's like the seven second rule in video. So when you're creating a video, you have to capture the audience in seven seconds. Gotcha. When you're creating, yeah. when you're creating a website, you have to capture 
your viewer, your user in three seconds. So now, you know, the faster you can capture them, the better. Uh, in, in, in videos, when people are advertising in YouTube, you have your, your message should be loud and clear in the first five seconds. Otherwise, people will skip. So, you know, it's about yeah. creating, I mean, create, con right now, it's, it's content. Content is yes. king. Yep. these days so that's that's the that's advertising for you nowadays it's not just and i think it's it's also worth mentioning that now um advertising has become more consumer based or or target audience based rather than uh company based so it's it, it the the messaging has has transformed from becoming um hey we're a great company buy this product to hey, um, you know that you need this. That's and we can provide this for you. So now it's become customer centric. Advertising messages has become customer centric rather than oh, we're such a great company, you should buy from us. To now it's, it's hey, hey, um, you need something like this to make your life easier. So now it's become you instead of we. So I think that's that's one of the biggest changes now. People are looking for things that will serve them. Things that will make their lives easier, especially in a climate like this, where everything's so fast and everything everything points to accessibility and and technology. So it, it's there's a lot of changes in advertising when it comes to that. But I think for me, the biggest thing is number one, the advertising climate in the digital world, and uh, at the same time, it's the the transition of the messaging from you know company centered to customer centered. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I think that's really, you know, a creative agency comes in, you know, how to yeah. strategize, really, how to communicate your message or your services or product yes, in yes. a target, targeted niche, right? So yeah. we, uh, I'm a, actually, I'm a, a designer. Uh, I'm a practitioner of mm -hmm. user experience as well. Right. So uh, all of things that you've mentioned is really colorates with how, how to design a website, how to design a user experience and it really matters when when you try to uh, tell a story than to you know just to put a, a button that buy now right yeah, so, yeah, something yeah. like that and i think a lot of people don't realize that especially here in the in the philippines right so we've uh, we are uh, we uh, i think five years uh, other countries are ahead of us so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. All of the things that you have mentioned is really, really powerful, especially if you want to really re leverage the power of uh, storytelling and creativity, right? Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, actually, um, when, you when, you, mm -hmm. when you look at the statistics, statistics these days, um, as of, I think it's as of 2018 or 2019 that the creative, uh, the creative industries um, uh -huh. The potential of the creative industries is now at 2.3. I'm not sure if it's 2.3, 2.6 billion dollars around wow. the world. So that's wow. that's already trillions mm -hmm. here in the Philippines. Um, and the potential that we're tapping as Filipinos is only a small percentage of that. I think we're at 600 something billion pesos only. So the potential that we have in the world market is, is about $2.3 billion. So, I mean, people, people you know, I, I have been one of these people who have been discouraged to go to a creative path because, you know, the practicality uh -huh. issues yeah. and things like, <laughs> oh, I know, you know, um, pardon, pardon the, pardon the, um, 
uh, uh, pardon to our non to our uh, English speakers, uh, <laughs> but people who always say that uh, walang pera sa art or there's no money yes. in art or uh-huh. there's no money in the creative path or in the, in the I mean, mm-hmm. I remember I was told by uh, two two of my relatives when they knew that I was in film. Um, they told me that oh, is there money there? Uh, I think it's, it's not too late for you to switch to nursing. I'm like, what am I going to do with nursing? What am I going to do with nursing? I'm scared of blood. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, um, but, but now in 2020, they, we call it the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That, you know, we're, we're in, this, in this space now where it's a perfect time to get into a creative um, career. Because it's a, it's the number one soft skill now in 2020. It's the number one soft skill, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people need creativity. A lot of people are, I mean, a lot of companies are switching from BPO business 100%. process outsourcing mm-hmm. to BPO to creative process outsourcing, and you know uh, a lot of a lot of countries are already riding on that wagon, and you know we're we're getting left behind. Yes. So you know, and I, I think you know, there's it, a lot of white space to fill to peel in, right? So, and exactly, exactly. So, Kia, what they and, should and do for those who are aspiring creatives, especially Filipinos who, who you know, uh, there's an imprint or there's a notion uh, on all of us that you need to get a high-paying job, you know, to to get a high, you know, a, a higher education. What what's your biggest advice for them? Well, uh, I always believe in the power of being brave about your creativity. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, um, it's, I mean, there's no path that's easy, you know, it, especially, you know, if you want to make a lot of money, if that's the only goal that you have, right? But I, I think uh, Simon Sinek also says this is, you know, making money is not a goal. It's a, it's a result, but yep. it's not a goal. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if that's your only goal, that, that's a very sad life. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, but in, I always mention, me, sorry to interrupt you. I always also mention uh, about Simon Senek. I, I think mm-hmm. he also mentioned that money is not the driver. It should be, you know, the fuel to start the engine, yeah. right? So yeah, whatever yeah. it is you are doing, so make sure that uh, beyond money that you are doing, so to make an impact, right? Yes, yes. It's an end result. You know, people will gravitate towards you. I mean, money is going to be, money mm-hmm. is going to be, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a result. It's going to come. It's going to come. It's going to come. Um, and there are lots of ways to earn money, right? I mean, there are a lot of people who, who yep. you know, <laughs> I mean, just for, for practicality purposes, they uh-huh. don't pursue a creative career right away. Uh, they they don't pursue a creative career right away just because you know they they think there's a practicality reason to it. But um, I would say to to those people who, for example, um, you know we have we have the issue of there are some parents. I mean, I'm very fortunate to have very very supportive parents, but there are parents who always push the practicality issue of hey, uh, take nursing, go abroad. You uh-huh. know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. I would, I mean, if I didn't have that much of a choice, um, I would pursue something like that. If, if, 
you know, if you really want to make your parents happy and you want to avoid conflict and you and you want to take up nursing, then God bless you for doing that. But uh, don't let go of a creative dream. Make it a side hustle. So, I mean, it's going to take away some time for yourself and things like that. But if you want to make it a side hustle, that's very, very possible. And then, uh, you know, that, that drives in some fulfillment for you. And then um, if it's enough, if you're already earning enough to sustain you, then slowly let go of the nursing dream and go to your creative dream, you know, whatever works for you. <laughs> but if you really want to go, if I mean, I, I mean, I'm not hating on people who, who, yeah. who, you know, I'm not stepping on their toes or anything, uh-huh. but I, I'm just talking to, to those who really, really want to pursue uh, a creative dream and got stuck in, in a job or in, in a job that they don't like because somebody else wanted them to be in that job, you know? So, I mean, for me, it, there's, there's never anything wrong with pursuing a path to create to a creative career because you want to and you want it to impact people. You want it to impact people in the way that you know how in, in, in you know, using, you know, something that you're very good at. So, I mean, it's, it's just... There's no point in taking something that you think it's is practical. I think uh, being practical sometimes for a lot of people, um, it's just a way for them to cover, you know, a fear of pursuing something that's, you know, they feel is so high risk. 100%. But if you're looking at it, but if you're looking at it, it's it's. I mean, you know, you're walking into an industry now. I mean, I mean, you're walking into a time now where creativity is. Is uh, is a really, really, really in demand skill. So you know, um, for me, uh, I what what I would what I would advise, or I mean, if people will take it, is to just you know just do it. Be brave about your creativity. You just never know who you're who you're going to impact with what you can create. So and and I I'm one who believes in the creativity in every single person out there. I mean people will always equate creativity with like visuals and performing uh-huh. arts and art and things like that. For me, creativity is just simply problem solving. 100%. You know, uh, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you know how to take elements of the world and use that to navigate through, you know, through troubleshooting or problem solving, you know, if you're a math whiz, you know, you're a creative person. You're using numbers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're, if you're an engineer, you're in the sciences, you know, it's it's never a question of science versus art. It's yes. it's really how you take elements of you know of the universe or, or or elements of people's emotions and how how you how you take all of those and 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 create something new and create a masterpiece and create something that solves people's problems. That's uh you know that's creativity for me. I mean, you're you're precisely getting the the word create. From creativity, if you can create something, then you're a creative person. Yes, so it's just, you know, mm-hmm. it's, actually, it's yeah, just, uh, I, I think yeah. I said this a trillion times in the podcast as well that everyone is a creative, right? So there's yes, a book exactly. called uh, uh, what you call uh, book from 
David Kelly, so founder of IDEO. So yeah, creative confidence. Creative confidence, right? So have yeah, you heard that? One yeah. of my favorite books. Yes, yeah. the, that's really really one cool. Of my favorite books. You know, yeah. like what Kia said, it's about connecting the dots, right? So it's about solving the problem and finding the right balance of, uh, uh, you know, uh, practicality and creating yeah the ideas into actionable. Or the physical form, right? So something like that. So I, I might uh, mis misquote it, but <laughs> that's how I uh, that's how I interpret it. How about you, Kia? What, what's your interpretations about that book? Well, um, I I love the way that they coined creative uh-huh. confidence, right? Because uh-huh. I mean, I resonate highly with it because my my uh, you know my mantra is being brave about your creativity. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I believe my 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 belief is that. Everybody is creative. It's just that not everybody is brave about their creativity. So that's gotcha. why it doesn't come out. That's why, that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's buried in there somewhere. You know, it's buried with the fear. It's buried with, with you know, um, wanting to be practical. It's buried with, with people wanting instant gratification. Or it's buried with, you know, all of the, 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 the expectations from somebody else. You know what I mean? So, you know, people don't persevere with creativity as much as they want to because, you know, it's, you know, it, it's being buried by fear, any fear of some sort. So, um, you know, pursuing creativity sometimes for some people is a big risk and you can't blame mm-hmm. them for that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love uh, the way David Kelly and people at um, IDEO University, I uh, know, IDEO U, right? IDEO U. Yep. Mm-hmm. That. Um, you know, having creative confidence and doing design thinking. I'm a huge fan of design thinking because it always starts with people's empathy. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, if you can create a solution for people's problems and do that in a creative way, uh, you know, you're, you're creative. You're a creative. So it's, it's just a matter of being brave about your creativity and having, you know, as David Kelly says, having creative confidence. Hundred percent, and I think that's yeah. really powerful as well for, especially for uh, for those who want to jump in or jump shift from another job to in creative uh, entrepreneurship. There's a lot of yeah. white space, like what Kia said, to be filled mm-hmm. in. So we welcome you here, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's um, <laughs> that's that that's what happened to us. My my husband and I, when we were uh-huh. uh, working at uh, an advertising company, we didn't really resonate with their message or with the uh-huh. way they did things. Uh, it, it felt like creativity became a commodity instead of, you know, instead of, uh, you know, something that people individually do and people that individually have. It's like you're, you're being asked to just churn out all these artworks and not really understanding the message and the story behind people that, you know, these companies want to help or uh, you're, you're not really looking at, at something deeper. So we said that we, we no longer resonated with this company that we used to work with. And that's why we, 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 you know, we got out of there and we started something on our own. And when we started that, we started seeing more fulfillment, and then we saw results in the things that we did. Um, we we saw that people were getting, you know, we, we we saw the impact that these works were creating in other people's lives, 
So, you know, your creativity can change the world. It can change people in mean, one, one creative impact at a time. You know, 100%. it doesn't have to, it, it, you don't have to be, you know, doing something grandiose at the start of it. You just start, you can start small, but whatever it is, you just start something. Yeah, actually, it's weird because we're uh, recording this podcast remotely. So, you know, these, uh, <laughs> these things doesn't exist five, ten years ago. So, yes, uh, so exactly. I'm, I'm just sad because a lot of people, especially Filipinos, uh, don't realize how, how powerful it is, right? So, how powerful their story. And by the way, uh, 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 speaking of uh, storytelling, yeah. If if someone, so it just pop up on my head this question. Mm-hmm. If someone who want to really uh, be brave on creating something uh, through storytelling, how how they can transform their story into you know tangible tangible uh, solution or tangible result for for their target niche or target market? What's your biggest advice for them? Um, well, my biggest uh-huh. advice if you're gonna jump from being an employee to being an entrepreneur, uh-huh. um, don't go into entrepreneurship because you don't want to be an employee anymore. Gotcha. Don't go into creative entrepreneurship if you're not ready to put in the work, to put in, you know, 50 hours a week or 80 hours a week mm-hmm. um, for you to develop your business, for you to develop whatever it is that you want to, that you want to create. Um, and second, um, when you're going into a creative niche, don't just go into a niche or don't try to, you know, stand out from everybody just because, you know, it, it, for the sake of being different from everybody else. If you want to go into a creative profession, make sure it's something that you're good at. It's something that, um, it, it's something that you're good at and it's something that you're not going to get tired of doing every single day. And then mm-hmm. uh, people will always tell, you know, people will tell you that, you know, you should follow your passion, follow your passion. For me, uh, it's supposed to be, um, you should follow a problem that you're passionate about solving. You know what I mean? So uh-huh. it's not just following your passion. It's following, it's, it's really, uh, Mark Cuban said it so well. It's following your effort. Instead of following your passion, you follow uh-huh. your effort. For me, it's it's supposed. It, I, for me, it's about uh, following a problem that you're passionate about solving, because you know, as long as this problem is not yet solved, you're not gonna sleep until you solve it. <laughs> so you're gonna do whatever it takes. You're. I mean, the perseverance is gonna come uh-huh. from there because you know you really, really want to solve this problem. So if if you really want to solve mm-hmm. this problem, you're going to create tangible action steps in order to get there so you know if you're just going to follow your passion i mean passion can sometimes die down there are some days where you're not going to feel passionate yep but if if you're if you're going to look at a problem and be passionate about solving it there's always going to be days when you're not going to be passionate about something but these problems the problem that you're trying to solve it's going to go on it's going to you know, it's still going to be there even if you're not passionate. So, um, (laughs) so I, I I mean, if, 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 you know, if, if you're going to be passionate about something, it it might as well be, uh, being passionate about solving a problem. So Uh I think creativity comes from there. Uh, 
creativity, it spurts from, you know, people wanting to create a better way or, or, or do something better or do something more. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what I would give. And then if, if they do make this leap, they do, um, they do uh, finally get to be in that path of being a creative entrepreneur, um, is one of my favorite things or the, one of my favorite mantras is that um, if, if you get profit, that's great. If you don't get profit, or if you lose money, that's tuition fee. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's always what I tried. I mean, you're always going to learn something either way. I mean, in the five years that my company, our company has been in place, you know, we've had a lot of tuition fee. <laughs> we've, uh, we've lost, we've uh, lost money. We've been in yes. rock bottom, but you know, we're still here because yes. we've, we're, we're passionate about solving people's problems. So that's, you know, they, um, a lot of people um, always, always tell us, my, my husband and I, uh, why is it that you guys don't, you know, apply for uh, something abroad? I mean, the Philippines has a lot of problems, you know? And then uh, we would, you know, we would just shake our head and we would be like, you know, we're in the business of solving problems. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to make money out of problems. So, you know... <laughs> has a lot of problems therefore the philippines has a lot of money 100 <laughs> percent. yeah actually it's weird because there's a lot of problem here right so we need more problem solvers like you right? <laughs> like you yeah. yeah like a lot of people in the philippines i mean filipinos are creative filipinos are very creative and we tend to underestimate that creativity you know, we, we sure. do a lot of great yeah. work around the world and you know, it's, it's something to be proud of. That's Filipino pride right there. There's uh, a lot yeah. of people who are making it um, just because, you know, we're, we're unique. Like, we're Filipinos, we're a melting pot of so many cultures. So, 100%. you know, we, 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 we have a lot of creativity. We have a lot of problems that we can solve. There's a lot of opportunity out there. 100%. Yeah, yeah, actually, Kia, with regards to, you know, with that, uh, when, when someone tells you why, why you don't go abroad, what, what, what are you telling to them? You know, uh, how do you describe what you are doing, right? So in, uh, in the simplest matter, I, I think uh, I, a lot of creatives, especially seasoned creative professionals, are finding hard how to explain what are they doing, how to you know what are what yeah. the job they are doing for for others or what the solu uh problem they are solving especially for their uh for their filipino parents how do you how do you you know how do you manage the, those things have you encountered that well yeah when uh when i mentioned before that you know uh, i was i, I mean my, my, I mean, I'm fortunate to have very supportive parents, right? Uh, that was uh, something yeah. that I mentioned before. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I have relatives and even, you know, uh, parents of my classmates telling me that, you know, because I was an honor student at school and they told me that, you know, I'm wasting my brain on something as mediocre as a creative path, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. So people, I mean, there's, there's still that notion that you know creativity is or a creative path or or the path of the arts or in things like that it's just not practical and you're not going to make a lot of money and things like that 
So when that happens, um, well, first of all, I would I would always um, make an emphasis on I'm never going to be successful in a field that I'm mediocre at. Gotcha. So it doesn't matter if you know this uh, this course or this career is popular nowadays. If I'm not good at that, if that's something that uh, number one, um, I'm just not you know I'm just not passionate about solving. I mean, there are other people who are really really into medicine and are really really into you know solving problems through medicine or, or solving problems through science i mean that's just not my path yep. <laughs> because, so uh, uh that's that's uh that's something uh-huh. that i've always been taught you know it doesn't matter if if something you know if uh, if a career path is going to make you more money but you're never going to be fulfilled and you're never going to be successful in anything if you know if it's just something that you're not good at so i mean you can you can learn things up to a point you can learn things but you know at the end of the day uh it, it's not it's not something that you're going to be truly truly successful at just because you know um you're just going to do things for the sake of doing them instead of of really doing things because it, it gives you fulfillment and it fulfills again you're, you're going back to to you're solving a problem genuinely for other people uh-huh. so it, you know you're only going to be until you're only going to be as good as um, you know how, how how much how much time and how much you want to learn from a certain you know to, to up, just up to a certain point so but if it's if it's not something that you know, I mean, for example, in my case, you know, people always tell me that you know, um, you're wasting your brain in in the field of mass communication and things like that. Why don't you just go to nursing or be a doctor or be a lawyer? At some point, mm-hmm. someone told me. Um, I and then you know, I, I said that I'm just I'm just not good at those things. <laughs> yeah, simple. I'm just. Right? I mean, right, I mean, I'm I'm gonna. I, it's going to take me twice as much effort to be successful in mm-hmm. that field rather than going into this field because I love being in this field. You know, this is something yeah. that I love to do. This is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, uh, this is this is a, a path or this is an avenue that I really, really like doing. And I know that I'm going to impact, you know, people better with this. And, you know, at the end of the day, son, um, some people are just not going to understand that, you know. So, I mean, it's it's hard for people to push on with that kind of discouragement. But, you know, just do it. Just keep just keep at it. Because at the end of the day, when you're going to help people, you're going to help people, you know. 100%. So that's, a, that, that's, that's my, that's, a, that's, that's the way I look at it. So, uh, you know, if you want to pursue something because you believe that you can create impact in that way, go for it. Yes. And I really yep. feel that uh, that aura from you, and I really, really, you know, that really resonates with me. Your optimist, uh, optimism, and positive yeah. energy uh, with regards to this podcast uh, interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're really doing a great job to pursue what you really love doing, and you know, the fire from from your from your heart. You know, uh, it's it's really it's really comes out when you tell story or tell 
advices here in interview and I think you're mm-hmm. doing a good job with that Kia so kudos oh thank you oh thank you I appreciate yeah. that very yeah, much for- Yeah, uh, actually, you've mentioned as well, right? So sometimes uh, being creative, uh, some people might find it we're arrogant, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. But we're just logical yeah. and <laughs> trying to be, <laughs> uh, trying to beat the negativity. And you've uh, mentioned that you co-authored a. Hello. Yeah, you co-authored a book. Sorry, hello. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Have your you uh, you co-authored a book. With Francis Miranda, can you share a little bit about that? So, uh, for those who uh, are not familiar with 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 that book, for especially for TDLS audience uh, that might be interested. Yeah, uh, the book is called WTF, and it's the meaning that you think. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what the fact. Right? So what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, uh, but the, the uh, it's, it's allowed here. The, Don't worry. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it's a uh, it's questions that uh, uh, sorry it's unlock your creativity by asking the right questions gotcha so uh francis and i we broke down 10 10 questions there that you have to ask in order mm-hmm. for your creativity to be unlocked you know so um it, it's it it springs from like um how how can i do more or mm-hmm. Just, just things like that. I mean, people should read the book. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. We don't want yeah, to, so, you know, spill that beans. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And crazy, I'm really crazy. fascinated about that as well. I'll, I'll, I'll grab some for sure, and especially. I'll, I'll send. I'll, I'll send. I can send it to book. you if I still have copies. I think. Sure. I think I still have copies. Yeah, I would really appreciate it. That means a world to me. <laughs> so sure, yeah, sure, sure. And if if there's anyone interested as well, where they can find it is is there any links that they can uh, go to? Well, I check that out. Um, mm-hmm. I I believe it's still on Amazon. I'm not sure, but I have to I have mm-hmm. to check um if it's up on Amazon. But um, they can always message uh they can always message me. At Kia at BraveWorks dot Asia, if they want a copy of the of you know if they want a physical copy of the book, so gotcha. it's until supplies lasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, check that out, yeah. guys, and for sure I'll I'll check that out as well. So before we wrap up the show, mm-hmm. Kia, super, uh, you know, I wanna thank you a ton for you. having some time to be on the podcast and all your powerful insight, especially the creativity and bravery part mm-hmm. so that really resonates with me especially the filipino audience who want to really create what they want to to create so, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's yeah. simple as that but but it's simple but it's uh you know it's hard w- without the guidance of uh, uh creative entrepreneur like you so thank you so much for all of the valuable insights with that so uh for those who are interested to know more about you or if they have any questions what what they what are the links that they can go to or check check you out well to to know more about our work we yep. still mm-hmm. give workshops about this about creative bravery and about um uh design thinking and things like that they can just go to our website www.braveworks.asia gotcha break yeah that's it asia braveworks yes That's why that's why we love the brave. <laughs> brave works that Asia. Yes. So that's it guys yes. for those who are listening uh uh if you uh, if you can scroll down uh if you're listening to Apple podcasts it's actually 
available on Spotify as well, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting platform. Just scroll down and you'll, you can see all the links that we've mentioned here in this episode with Kia. And if Fantastic. you love, yeah, and if you love to check all the episodes as well, just go to the designlifeshow.com. That's the designlifeshow.com. You can find all the great uh, people that I've talked to, including this uh, podcast session with Kia. So, by the way, again, Kia, thank you so much for thank you so us. much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having, for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's, it's a great that it's so great that you have this platform for, you know, creative yeah. people who really want to be brave about their creativity. I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a blessing for people to have this kind of platform to listen to and to be inspired yeah. so that, you know, they, they have like tidbits of what they can do or they have, they have an idea of what they can do in order to pursue something in creativity and in design and, in any any other arena that's yes. uh, that's related to being a creative person, creative thank entrepreneur. You, thank you so much. Thank Kia. you. Thank you it for this. It won't work uh, without uh, uh, some great uh, entrepreneurs and creatives as, uh, like you. So it's really a um, pleasure for me and a really a great and massive experience or learning experience for me as well. Yeah, thank Fantastic. you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> And that's it. So thank you so much, guys, for listening again to the podcast. And I really appreciate it. For those people who are asking me on how to support the podcast, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. So in that way, you can help me to reach more people and make the podcast more discoverable within the ecosystem. You can also take a screenshot of this podcast and share it with your friends, colleagues, or to anyone that might be interested in this kind of contents. You can also support the podcast monetarily by visiting jchristeves.com forward slash donate or patreon.com forward slash tdls. And you can also shop courses and tools online to design the life you really deserve by visiting my shop at shop.jchristeves.com. And... You can book a call today. I don't buy it. Just let me know, guys. So the last one would be also by listening and to all the podcast episode and previous episode. And however you support my message, uh, how however small that is, uh, more than enough and it means the world to me. So thank you so much and see you again next time. <music>